This message was shared from the pulpit at Good News Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia. For more information, visit us online at goodnewsbaptist.org. Many of you are familiar with the expression wilderness experience or wilderness period as it's used in a biblical or spiritual sense. This phrase is used to describe a difficult season in a Christian's life, a season when life seems unfruitful, lonely, desolate, or painful. Normally these are times of trial, times of testing, times of hardship, times when we feel alone, discouraged, even desperate. One Christian author defines the concept this way. He writes, A wilderness experience is a difficult and often prolonged season during which a believer endures discomfort, hardship, and discouragement. The pleasant things of life seem difficult to enjoy, or they may be absent altogether. A wilderness experience can also be a time of temptation and spiritual attack. Having a wilderness experience is not necessarily a sign that a believer is sinning, Rather, it may instead be a time of God-ordained testing, purification, or equipping for greater service, end quote. By the way, this uh, expression, wilderness experience, is actually used in various ways in different contexts. But biblically speaking, the phrase originates in part from at least three passages in the scriptures. First, from the 40 years that Moses spent in the wilderness of Midian, when life was somewhat uncertain uh, for him after he had run away from his life in Egypt and after Pharaoh had determined to kill him. And then also we know that the children of Israel had a wilderness experience after their exodus from Egypt, a period during which they wandered and suffered hardship and testing in the deserts of the Arabian Peninsula for 40 years. Even our Lord Jesus was tested in the wilderness. This was a very difficult experience for our Savior, who in his humanity experienced hunger, fatigue, loneliness, and privation, all while being tempted by Satan for 40 days. Now, we want to note tonight that just as men and women in Bible days had wilderness experiences, so do Christians today. In fact, many of you can relate to these wilderness experiences because you've been there yourself, or perhaps you're there now. To be more specific, some of you have endured debilitating health problems for months or years and have been in and out of the hospital repeatedly as you've prayed and waited for answers and as you've wrestled with all the unknowns and sought advice regarding treatment. Some of you have had to care for aging or infirm spouses or other loved ones and uh, that has no doubt been a very 
trying time uh, in various ways, physically, emotionally, spiritually. Some of you have suffered significant financial setbacks, along with all the stress that's uh, associated with those periods. Some of you have struggled with painful emotions as you've grieved the loss of loved ones, or as you've worried about teen or adult children who are away from the Lord. And then, of course, on top of the, the problem itself, there are often complicating factors that tend to compound the frustration uh, or the anguish that you're experiencing. Perhaps you felt as though nobody understands your situation or you feel like you have nobody that can help you. Your spouse is unsympathetic or uninterested. Extended family members are hostile towards you. Your work situation does not afford you the time that you need to, to handle, to deal with your problem. And to top it all off, you felt just plain tired, weak, anxious, fearful uh, for months or even years. And so all of life can seem bleak, uh, monotonous, uh, even impossible. Whether we realize it or not, many Christians go through such seasons. In other words, many spend time in the wilderness. And so tonight, let's consider what we must remember when we're in the wilderness. When it seems like life is out of control, and when it seems like we're all alone, and when we feel as though we lack so much, what, was, what must we remember during those times? What must we remember when we're in the wilderness? Well, our text tonight provides an answer to that question. Deuteronomy 2 and verse 7. You can turn there, please. Deuteronomy chapter 2 and verse 7. Tonight we'll find encouragement for our wilderness experiences by recalling how God dealt with the nation of Israel when they were in the wilderness. And really we could have chosen all of Exodus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy as our text, uh, but we're going to hone in on this single verse, which I think sums up the matter fairly nicely. Deuteronomy 2 and verse 7 reads, For the Lord thy God hath blessed thee in all the works of thy hand. He knoweth thy walking through this great wilderness. These forty years the Lord thy God hath been with thee. Thou hast lacked nothing. And normally I would want to read also some of the immediate context, the surrounding verses, but I'm not going to do that tonight for a couple reasons. Uh, first, the verses immediately preceding and following verse 7 can be a bit confusing because Moses alternates between the present and the past in this passage. Uh, in other words, Moses is writing and speaking in the present at the point when Israel is preparing to enter the promised land after wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. And yet, at various points in the text, 
he jumps back in time and reviews events that had occurred in the past during Israel's 40-year wilderness experience. Now, we could, if we had the time, uh, sift through the text and figure it all out, but uh, we don't have the time this evening. So, suffice it to say that verse 7 is a summary verse that encapsulates and reveals to us God's posture towards his people, his children, during the sum total of their wilderness years. And so we see in verse 7 that during those wilderness years, years when the Israelites experienced hunger and thirst and other forms of privation, other hardships, we see that God was nonetheless favorably inclined toward them, even when many of them were unfaithful and complaining. God was still merciful. And uh, that raises an issue, a point that I want to make right up front. While each of us, each one of us tonight, can benefit from the application, uh, the applications that can be made uh, in this verse, I am not suggesting that you are unfaithful or that you've been unfaithful if you're in the wilderness, right? That's an important point we need to make. In other words, while we could rightly say that the cause of Israel's wilderness wandering was their unbelief at Kadesh Barnea, I'm not suggesting that the difficult period that you're experiencing is the result of your unbelief. You understand that, but I think we want to make that point up front. We need to remember, too, that there was a whole younger generation of Israelites who wandered in the wilderness for 40 years, and yet it was not their unbelief that led to their ordeal, right? In other words, they had been in the wilderness, they had suffered too, and yet they were, they were innocent, if you will, just as many of you have suffered innocently and not as the direct result of sin that you have committed. Remember, too, then the book of Deuteronomy, Moses is addressing those Israelites who had been faithful. The book is written to them. The unfaithful ones had died off at this point. And so Moses is speaking to the faithful ones in our text, in chapter 2 and verse 7. Those who had been through the wilderness, but not because of their sin. And so, for our purposes tonight, as we consider our life, your life, your situation, your circumstances, we realize that we live in a sin-cursed world. And so we will all experience trouble and hardship. We will all have to journey through the wilderness at times. And I'm tempted to was going back and forth that if I should add something, insert something at this point, and I think I will. Uh, this message is not just for the older folk in the room. It's for uh, those in their 20s, 30s, 40s. Where should I stop? Where's the cutoff there for young, old? I don't know. But uh, maybe you've not been in the wilderness yet, but your time might be coming. 
I hadn't had a bad day. I, I never had a bad day in my life until I was about 30. And, and, then, and then the Lord brought me into the wilderness. And so we need to be prepared. And it's, it's my prayer this evening that we can find great comfort, great encouragement in the truth that's revealed uh, in this verse. And so we are thankful. We are thankful, given that we will all experience trouble in this sin-cursed world, that we will all likely spend time in the wilderness. We are so thankful for what our God has promised us during those seasons. So let's consider those promises now. Uh, three things tonight, three promises that we will find in Deuteronomy 2 and verse 7. And uh, I like alliteration, not everybody does, but uh, I do. So we're going to find three P's here tonight. So let's, uh, let's look at verse 7 again, and let's pick up in the middle of the verse where it reads, He, that's referring to God, knoweth thy walking through this great wilderness. During our wilderness experiences, we must recall first God's providence. God's providence. Verse 7 says again that he knoweth thy walking through this great wilderness. What does that mean exactly? He knoweth thy walking. Does that mean simply that God was aware that his chosen people were in the desert at that time? That God had simply heard about it from somebody or somewhere, or that he was watching them from afar? No, of course not. Uh, the Hebrew word for know here, K-N-O-W, implies a deep, personal, intimate knowledge. It also suggests, in contexts like this, providential care and blessing. In other words, God's favor, guidance, and direction. So it's not just that God had an awareness of Israel's wanderings. Instead, he really knew. He was intimately and providentially acquainted with all that was going on because he loved them and he was leading them and blessing them. If we took time uh, to review the full account of Israel's wilderness journey in the books of Exodus and Numbers, we'd be reminded that God had led Israel all the way. Uh, let me briefly share just a couple verses to make this point. You don't have to turn there. Um, from Deuteronomy 1, just the, the chapter preceding ours, Moses th says this to the children of Israel. He reminds them in verse, verses 30 and 31, starting midway through verse 30, uh, Moses reminds them of all that God did for you in Egypt before your eyes and in the wilderness where thou hast seen how that the Lord thy God bare thee or carried thee as a man doth bear or carry his son in all the way that ye went until ye came into this place. Some of you tonight can testify that God has been carrying you uh, through your wilderness experience. 
And I, uh, I considered reading tonight that short poem, Footprints in the Sand. I think everybody's familiar with that poem. I decided not to read it, but I reread it this morning. And even though some might consider it maybe too simple, too dramatic, too worn out, um, I teared up again this morning when I read it. Um, Our God carried Israel through the wilderness, and he carries us too. What a blessing. In verse 33 of chapter 1, Moses goes on to refer to God who went in the way before you to search you out a place to pitch your tents in, fire by night to show you by what way ye should go, and in a cloud by day. You see, God had appeared to Israel as a pillar of cloud by day and as a pillar of fire by night and had directed their course through the wilderness. He had given them instructions on where to go and where to turn, where to establish their camps, where and with whom to fight and so forth. He knew their way because he had led them all the way. And this truth is so encouraging, of course, because it applies to us as well. It applies to you in your wilderness years. Our God is sovereign. He's in control, and so his providence always protects you. Nothing happens to his children apart from his loving plan. Even when you're in the wilderness, God knows your situation, your circumstances, just as he knows you. He doesn't just know about you or about your circumstances. Instead, he is intimately familiar with your journey because he is leading you. He is the one that is carrying you. He knows your way. And so, first point tonight, again, let us praise God for the blessing of his providence, his favor, his guidance. He knows our way. And this uh, overlaps a bit and leads us to the second point that we want to see, our second P. In our wilderness years, we also have the promise of God's presence, God's presence with us. Deuteronomy 2.7 refers To these 40 years, the Lord thy God hath been with thee. Referring to the 40 years that Israel wandered in the wilderness. They were not alone during that time. Their God was with them. He was with his people. He never abandoned his chosen people, Israel. I already mentioned that he had led them along their way as a pillar of cloud by day and as a pillar of fire by night. Further, his glory filled the tabernacle when they were encamped, just as his glory and majesty had enthroned Mount Sinai when he had given Israel the law. God was with them always. He had directed their steps and even fought their battles for them. When he gave them military victories over the king of Arad in southern Canaan, King Sihon and the Amorites, King Og of Bashan, and over the Midianites as well. Israel, clearly Israel, was never alone 
in the wilderness. And we are never alone in the wilderness. Hebrews 13, 5, there God tells us, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. And Psalm 23 says that even when we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we should fear no evil because our God is with us. What a blessing. What a promise. The third promise, the third P, that we must remember in the wilderness is God's provision. God's provision. Again, the final part of our verse reads, These forty years the Lord thy God hath been with thee, thou hast lacked nothing. In the wilderness, God had provided for his people. He had fed the Israelites in the desert for 40 years. He had supplied them with water, even bringing it out of solid rocks. Numbers 32 and verse 1 says that God had cared for and increased the size of their flocks and herds while Israel was in the desert. What's more, Deuteronomy 8.4 says that God had even ensured that the Israelites' clothing did not wear out during their 40 years in the desert. God had even given them riches when they left Egypt. Uh, do you remember how God had put it in the hearts of the Egyptians to give the Israelites silver and gold and fine clothing as they departed? And so now in verse 6 of chapter 2, the verse uh, immediately before our text, God tells his people to buy food and purchase water from the, de the uh, descendants of Esau as they passed through their territory. And that takes us to the beginning of our text, chapter 2 and verse 7, where we read that God had truly blessed his people. He had truly enriched them in so many ways. The Israelites had never lacked anything. Even when they were in a desert, they had never lacked anything. God had provided for them over and over and over again, uh, miraculously. Now, make no mistake, God had indeed tested them. There were long stretches in the wilderness when God tested them, when they were hungry and when they were thirsty, but God had always supplied their needs in the end. And for us, Philippians 4.19 says that our God shall always supply all our need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And so, if you're here tonight and you feel like you're in the wilderness, remember we have a great and loving God who will always meet our genuine needs, always. And so we can say confidently with the psalmist, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, I shall not lack. Even in our times of distress, in the wilderness, we will never lack. God will always provide. He will always comfort. He will always help. He will always enable, always empower and will always give grace so we can endure and do his will and honor him even in our times of trouble and pain.
I love 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 8, which states that God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye, always having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. Even in the deepest, darkest wilderness, our God is able to make all his grace flow in your direction, to abound in your direction so that you can do what he has called you to do and so that you can endure what he has called you to endure for his glory. And be assured that if God has led you into a wilderness, he will remain with you and will meet all your needs while you're there together with him. And one day, just as he brought the Israelites, his children, out of the wilderness into a land flowing with milk and honey, so he will bring his children, us, out of our wilderness and into his promised land. In closing, let me read what one commentator said about the Israelites' wilderness experience. The wilderness wandering served as a transformative period that shaped the faith and identity of the Israelites. Through their encounters with God's miracles and provision, they learned the importance of relying solely on him. Their faith was refined and their identity solidified as they became a people with a unique relationship with the living God, end quote. And of course, God wants to do the same thing in us as we encounter trials and difficulties in this sin-cursed world. In the wilderness, as we experience his providential care, his comforting presence, and his merciful provision, God wants us to glorify him as we learn to depend absolutely on his sufficient grace. Further, we must remember that God will never lead us where his providence, presence, and provision cannot sustain us. And so, when you're, when you, when you're in the wilderness, and when life seems out of control, remember God's providence. When you feel like you're all alone, remember God's presence. And when it seems that you lack what you need, remember God's provision. Let's pray together. Father, we praise you tonight for your goodness and your mercy to us. Even though we are so undeserving, Lord, you shower us with so many blessings. And most of all, Lord, best of all, you give us yourself as you bless us with your presence, your providential care, and your merciful provision. Lord, I want to pray specifically tonight for those of our church family who may now, even now, be in the wilderness. Father, may they look to you continually 
And may your sufficient grace, Lord, your presence, your providence, your provision, may your grace sustain and even prosper them. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you have questions about your relationship with God or you would like to know more about the ministry of Good News Baptist Church, you can visit us online at goodnewsbaptist.org or call us at 757-488-3241. We trust your heart was challenged as you listened, and we want to encourage you to share this message with others. May the truth of God's word be your guide as you strive to follow Christ and make him known to others.